Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. Dula Rachel here, and today I am sharing with you a topic near and dear to my heart. It is something that I spend a lot of time, my co-doula partner and I uh, spend a lot of time talking with our clients about to help them prepare for birth in a meaningful and effective way, and it is informed and shared decision-making. So today we're going to talk about what is informed and shared decision-making, why does it matter, what are the benefits, what's the evidence tell us, and then you're going to learn how to achieve it so that you can have a birth that is meaningful and satisfying and empowering. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to the Aligned Birth Podcast. We are so glad you are here. I'm Dr. Shannon, a prenatal chiropractor. And I'm Rachel, a birth doula and childbirth educator, and we are the team behind the Aligned Birth Podcast. Between us, we have experienced a cesarean birth, a VBAC, hospital births, and a home birth. Our personal experiences led us to where we are today. We share a lot in common. We are friends from high school who reconnected through our work, We both changed career paths after the birth of our own children. We light up when talking about health and birth, and we are both moms to two young boys. This podcast was created to share conversations and interviews about topics from pregnancy and birth to motherhood and the importance of a healthy body and mind through it all. Our goal is to bring you fun, interesting, and helpful conversations that excite you and make you want to learn more. We believe that when you are aligned in body, mind, and your intuition, you can conquer anything. We hope you enjoy the episode. So first, I wanted to begin by talking about the definition of informed and shared decision-making. So through the course of care, The provider, so your midwife or obstetrician, communicates evidence-based information, engages you, the patient, in an exploration of your respective values, knowledge, and experience, and elicits a preference based on the results of that exploration. So, to break that down, this is where the provider offers information based on what's happening with you. You have an opportunity to ask questions, explore, state your preferences, you know, ask for more time. And then together you work towards a decision that aligns with you and meets your individual and unique needs. Okay. This isn't always the case in maternity care. And so it is something that we have to learn about and practice so that you can have the best chance of having the best birth possible. So Maternity care in the United States is becoming increasingly complex and procedure intensive. And patients often have inadequate knowledge to make informed decisions. So informed and shared decision-making is an evidence-based practice that is proven to increase client satisfaction, increase positive relations among the care team, and increase levels of trust. And who doesn't want that, right? This feels like it should be a a baseline of care, but unfortunately it's not. And there are many reasons for that. I don't believe that it doesn't exist because providers are out to create bad experiences at all. I think our medical care system is currently not structured to support this type of individualized and time-intensive care that you deserve. So you have to advocate for it. 
You have to if you want to achieve it. And providers want you to have that experience. I believe that in my heart. This is not, I don't think that providers don't want that. It's just the structure of the care system doesn't always foster it. So we have to push for it, right? So in an effort to combat this, I want you to aim for informed and shared decision-making during your pregnancy, birth, and beyond. So learning this practice now doesn't just benefit you now, it benefits you forever. It is a tool that once you learn it, you can use it for anything that comes down the road. Going to the doctor for yourself, the pediatrician for your baby, you know, your partner is sick and you have to go to the doctor with them. You can use informed and shared decision-making tools to seek the best care possible. So my goal is for you to know that you are the consumer. You have every right to ask questions. You have to advocate for yourself. And choice of care provider matters. We can't have that collaborative, informed, and shared decision-making without a provider that you trust. If it is just one-sided and you pushing for informed decision-making and a provider who doesn't support it, you're not going to get very far. It's going to be a lot more resistant and hard. So this idea or this approach might feel new to you. It might be new territory for you. And that is perfectly normal. If if you feel insecure with this idea and doubt that you can or should, which I'm putting should in quotation marks, initiate this practice with your provider, please know you are not alone. When I was pregnant with my first nine years ago, I learned about informed and shared decision-making and the tool that I'm going to share with you here, I learned then. And before that point, so I was 29 years old before, so I had 29 years of my life before that. I had not known that as a patient, I had a right to ask questions, to be an active participant in my care. So what I learned during my first pregnancy was being an active participant made a huge difference in the care I received and my outcomes and how I felt during that process. And so that is why I care so much about giving you the tools and talking about this with you so that you have that opportunity too. Because sometimes it just takes like a little bit of drip of an idea, or maybe you hear it over and over again over time for it to resonate and and for it to make an impact. And so I talk about this concept a lot in in an effort to hopefully impart on people over time that they have these rights, that this matters and makes a difference in their outcome during pregnancy, birth, and beyond. So if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to begin. I feel very nervous asking questions to my provider. I don't, you know, have the confidence to do that. Please know you're not alone. And I was there too. So I what I'm talking on and teaching on has been many, many years of growth and evolution. It's like a muscle, right? We have to exercise it. So that's what I want to encourage you to do. Just take baby steps. Um, and just kind of like any major life event that you plan for or prepare for, you know, you got to do your research. You got to ask questions. You got to do everything you can to have the best birth experience possible. Birth is no different than planning for a big vacation or planning for a wedding or any other type of event that you might pour a lot of time and effort and energy to. Birth is no different. You do not have to surrender all your feelings, your rights, your personal preferences, because those matter. You don't have to surrender your opinions 
or your innate wisdom that you have. You do not have to let all that go because you are pregnant. Like this is the time to actually tap into those things, to strengthen those things, to find them and let them shine because doing that now gives the potential for you to be able to tap into those things later in life, like through postpartum, through motherhood, right? It's a great opportunity to increase your confidence in yourself as a mother and as a person. So what can you do? So how can you prepare now for what is to come so that you can have the best birth possible? That is my goal for you. You have the best birth possible. And I will say that this is not about giving birth a certain way. This is not about having um, an unmedicated water birth or having um, a perfectly calm, peaceful birth or whatever it is. It's not, there's not a right way to give birth. If that doesn't equal empowerment or satisfaction, it's how you feel through the process of pregnancy, labor, and birth, how you're treated, how you advocate for yourself, how you navigate the unpredictability of birth. That's what helps you feel good on the other side of this. That's how you end up feeling empowered and satisfied and confident. It's that you took control over the process and you initiated your autonomy and your rights during this process because birth is unpredictable. We can't, we can't tie our satisfaction to one particular outcome and one particular way of giving birth. It has to be that we're going to do these things, certain things to help achieve, you know, autonomy and, um, independence and, you know, whatever it is that you need to feel good along the way. That's the goal. Okay. So. I want you to feel safe, healthy, satisfied, empowered, no matter how your birth unfolds. You have to view yourself as the consumer, the one in the driver's seat, the one who knows your body, your history, your needs, and your baby better than anyone else. This may not come easily, and that is okay. Your awareness of it is the very first step, and then keep moving forward and taking the next step, and before you know it, you'll get there. And so I want to to also counter what I'm saying here with you in the driver's seat, you are the consumer, you are in charge of your body, your baby, your experience, and then working with a provider that you trust, who you know will have your best interests at heart, who will listen to your concerns, fears, and questions, who will evaluate your individual unique history and, and preferences, and then together y'all can make a decision. That's like the full picture, right? And so that leads me into choice of care provider matters significantly, right? So you want to seek a provider who you are in alignment with, like on all things, not just, oh, I like this provider. Like you have questions that you walk through and you ask them and they're giving you answers that you feel good about, that that the feeling and inside of your gut is like, okay, I feel good with this person. Even if it's not 100%, you feel like very strongly good with this person. If you're having any sort of of red flag or doubt or even yellow flags, that's an opportunity to ask more questions or maybe seek another provider. Listen to your intuition. If you're asking questions and they're not giving you information that you feel good about or they're dismissing you or they're only giving you one side of the picture, like that's a red flag. So seeking a provider who is willing to work collaboratively with you and look at you as an individual is really important to achieve true informed and shared decision-making. 
So you want to have a provider who offers you all the information, like paints the whole picture for you, gives you an opportunity to ask questions and then answers your questions in a meaningful way, and then asks you, how do you feel about this? So you've, I've given you the information and my recommendation, my professional recommendation, you've asked your questions, like I've answered your questions. Now, how do you feel about all this? Where does that leave us? How do you want to move forward? And that is a game changer versus a provider telling you something's going to happen, right? Even if the thing they're telling you is going to happen is what needs to happen. It should be done in a way of like, okay, this is what I'm seeing. This is where we've been. This is where we are. This is what we've already tried. This is what I think would be best to help you move forward in your labor. Or if this is something that comes up during pregnancy. Okay. So, and then giving you a chance to respond and react and then giving you time to think about it. Like that type of collaboration of care is really, really important. Like there, you're part of it. You are an active participant in your healthcare, not a passive receiver of medical care. Okay. That is my goal is that you see yourself as that and you seek out a provider who is going to support you in that way so that you can have the best chance at having the best birth available to you. Right. Okay. So your innate wisdom plus having a trusted provider equals the best chance at having a positive, satisfying, empowering, safe, healthy birth experience, okay? So how can you achieve this? You can achieve it by all the things I just said with choice of care provider. That's one way. The other is a cool tool. It's an acronym that we share all the time. I think I've shared it on this podcast several times. We talk about it with our doula clients a lot. I talk about it in my childbirth education class. I mean, if I have an opportunity to share about the brain tool, I do. And so the word is brain. So you could be like, use your brain is the reminder, the kind of like way you can remember it. And it is benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, and now or nothing. So I'm going to put those in a question format for you. So what are the benefits of this procedure or this intervention that you are recommending? What are the risks? What are the available alternatives? What? So it's not just what are the alternatives, it's what is available because there might be some things you've already tried. The place you're giving birth might only have certain options available. So whether you're at home or at the hospital or based on what hospital or birth center you're at, like not all alternative options are available. So the key there is what available alternatives do I have to what you're offering? Even if you don't choose them, it's important to know your options. The I is for intuition. So this is a really important time for you to check in. What is your gut telling you? How are you feeling about this thing? And you may not know. You really, there are moments in labor that it's not like you're always going to feel perfectly confident and tapped into your intuition or wisdom throughout the whole course of labor. I just encourage you to constantly be sort of checking in and saying, okay, what's my gut telling me? What do I feel in my heart? How do I feel about this thing? Um, and you might have doubt. You might check in with yourself and say, I don't know. And that's okay. So I just want to normalize that. But if you're constantly kind of checking in, you can be like, well, how did I feel about it before? And how do I feel about it now? Right? Sometimes if you wait a little bit of time, you can notice that the difference in how you felt about it previously versus how you feel about it now. And that 
is growth. Like that's something to be aware of. So I'm just encouraging you to do that. And then the N is, do we have to do this now? Or what if we do nothing? So the N can be now or nothing. And that is really important because if it's not emergent and it doesn't have to be done now, then maybe you could just ask for more time and then choose the intervention if in X number of time, one or two hours or one or two days, whatever you're working with, like that something hasn't progressed or changed. It's like, okay, well, at least I gave that some time and I know that now is right the right time to do the intervention or the thing. Um, or what if we do nothing? Like you're you're offering an intervention, but my question to you is what if we do nothing? That's a great question. And all of these are open-ended questions. And so ideally avoiding like the yes and no questions can give the the space for them to give you more information. So you can ask, you know, what if we do nothing? Then what? <laughs> like, right? Like if there's no real harm in doing nothing, then maybe doing nothing is the answer. Sometimes it's just you need more time. Sometimes you need more patience. You need to, you know, there's just not doing, you don't always have to be doing something to the birthing person during labor. That's really important to remember. Now, if you say, what if we do nothing, then and they give you some compelling reason, that, like, okay, doing nothing is really not an option. Okay then you can decide that it's worth it to do the thing, right? It's like keeping you in the driver's seat here. And then after you've gathered all this information, asking for more time is really crucial. So if it's before labor has begun, maybe you're asking for a day or two. If it's during labor, maybe you're asking for an hour and you want you know, the providers and nurses and everyone to leave. And then you take the time to think about it by yourself or with your partner or with your doula or everyone together. And then you make the decision, then you can either ask the provider to come back and say, okay, I'm ready to do this next thing, or wait for them to come back. And maybe you get, maybe you buy another hour, two, three hours before they make it back because it's not that emergent. And maybe you don't, you no longer even need that intervention, right? So it can be more on your terms. That's the goal with asking for more time. And you can use this, like I said, during pregnancy, if there's tests or procedures or interventions that come up during pregnancy, you can use this. Obviously, during labor birth, postpartum, infant care, your health, beyond. I mean, the list goes on with where you can use the brain decision-making tool. And so I want you to remember that informed and shared decision-making is an evidence-based practice that is proven to increase your satisfaction, increase the positive relationships among the care team, and increase your levels of trust, and therefore increasing your the overall outcome for your birth experience when you are when you practice and receive informed and shared decision making. And I also want to remind you that you are the consumer. You have every right to ask questions. You have to advocate for yourself. Choice of care provider matters. And I want you to begin now. Begin implementing this tool now. There's no time like the present. So wherever you're at in your pregnancy um, or postpartum, you can implement this. It's never too late. You matter. Your birth matters. How you feel while giving birth matters. And your birth has the potential to change you forever, good or bad, and everything in between. Let's do everything we can to ensure you have the best chance at having the best and safest, most satisfying birth possible. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this information and this episode. If you liked what you've, what you've heard here, um, we'd love if you took a screenshot and shared it on social media. You can tag us at aligned underscore birth. If you're feeling really generous and you really love what you heard today, if you could leave us a rating and review, 
that would be awesome. You can do so in the show notes of this, uh, wherever you wherever you have found us and are listening to us, you can leave a review. Leaving a review for our episodes and our podcast help more people find us and listen to us and help us be able to continue doing what we're doing. We love this. We love sharing and creating. We also love the feedback. So um, we'd love to hear from you in that way. And so thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to the Aligned Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at aligned underscore birth or leave a rating and review. If you don't want to miss our newest episodes, be sure to tap the subscribe button. Your support is greatly appreciated. As always, we strive to bring you lots of information because knowledge is power and applied knowledge is empowerment. Thanks again for being here and see you next week.